Welcome to Prey vs. Predator, the podcast. In the animal kingdom, prey survive by using their senses to escape their predator. Predators in the wild are identified quickly. They look like danger, smell like danger, and will consume you if you don't act fast. In the human world, the predators look like you, smell like you, act like you. So how does a human prey survive? Does your relationship make you feel crazy? Like you're walking on eggshells, like you can never say or do the right thing? Are you scared that if you make a mistake, you will be devoured in one bite? Are you criticized, controlled, punished, or lorded over with contempt? Are you in a relationship with a predator? The purpose of this podcast is to arm prey with the skills and tools they need to identify, avoid, escape, or survive a predator. This is Prey versus Predator. Hi, I'm Jill. Last season, I told you about my background with the Predator. One of the big things I learned through living my story was to keep myself connected and aware of what's going on in my life. That's what I'm passionate about for this Prey vs. Predator community. I ask the questions that keep you looking at your big picture. I'm going to help you see the moments when wisdom visits you, and together we will acknowledge the hard calls and celebrate the good. When I'm not listening to or thinking about questions, stories, or questions about stories, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a hospital supervisor, and I'm a musician. Hi, I'm PJ. Last season, I shared my story of what I experienced living life with a predator partner and a bit of what post-predator life has been like. I had to learn an entire new language to express and understand what had happened to me. I have always loved people and listening to their stories and learning from their experiences. As a social worker, I bring clinical experience, but my real passion comes from a deep desire to walk alongside and protect fellow prey. Hi, I'm Amber. My predator is a parent that I am still in relationship with. It is sometimes heartbreakingly tough to keep the relationship going, but I have learned a lot about myself and how amazingly strong and resilient I am. My pain has fueled my passion for performing and for keeping this PVP community alive. I want people to know they're not alone. That is the gift of the arts, but also the gift of us telling our stories here on this podcast. You are not alone. Let's be brave and make something beautiful together. Hashtag pray power. Welcome back to Prey vs. Predator Season 2. We are so happy to be back. We are ready to dive into some deep conversations and have a few new guests and grow this Prey vs. Predator community. For today, we are going to summarize some of the things we did in Season 1. So let's start from the very beginning. What is Prey vs. Predator? What is it that we are doing? Amber, tell everybody. (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to offer the question. Why are we doing this? I know for myself, uh, I'm doing this because I believe that we need to help those in the world or our listeners who have these types of relationships and don't know how to navigate it. And it can be very confusing, especially if you've got a predator parent, which is my story. Mm -hmm. So PJ or... 
Well, I know, Jill? like, I remember Brene Brown, I always talk about her. She she said in, in one of her uh, TED Talks, I think, that the two most powerful words in the English language are me too. And, and if somebody who's listening hears something and they're like, oh, gee, I'm not alone. Me too. Like, that is powerful. Absolutely. And and I think that part of our goal here, because these are, we, we call it uh, predatory behavior. And be, and we use that language really because we're trying to get across that this, this is not just an average, normal relationship issue, that there are unique behaviors that we can identify and put a language to that are uh, exceptionally painful and difficult and traumatizing. And when we see people who do display these behaviors and traits um, on a consistent and persistent basis without any sign of being able to or willing to stop, then we want to put them in a separate category because they do so much damage. And anybody in this type of community where you're talking about predatory behavior, um, we know that finding a language can be very challenging and difficult. So we're trying to put words to it. We're trying to build a language. We're trying to say me too. We're trying to express um, this is something different. And I think going forward, we'd like to advocate changes in our social networks, our community, maybe even our legal system, because there's so much damage done Um yeah, I really like what you said about creating a language. I know for for so many of us, we know that something's weird, but to explain it to someone, right? Like, I know PJ in your situation, it wasn't even something that that uh, you and I necessarily even talked about because it was like, well, what is it? Like, right? What, what is going on? Because at the time, I think it's getting better as more of these types of communities are are opening up. Um, it is getting better, but there was literally no language for something like gaslighting. Uh, if you don't know what is being done to you, you all you feel is confused, and it's the tendency of prey to assume that it must be them who's being confused or that they're they're wrong for being confused or they they must just not understand. And I want to go on that. I I feel like we're creating for prey and we'll get into our definitions a bit later. But those are people that there is power, there is strength. You're not just a victim. You're not just um somebody who's being used by a predator. You have some autonomy, some power, some resilience, you know, and we want to empower those people. And that they're beautiful the way they are. You don't have to become predatory in order to be powerful. And and I think the other thing that's interesting here is there's a lot in, in the literature that tries to, to sort of re-victimize the victim. And they try to suggest that there's something about people in these abusive types of relationships that somehow they are enmeshed or codependent or that they want to be they're getting they're something broken out. They're, yeah there's something wrong with them and and i and, and i think like amber i think of you um and um i think you were a child mm. so so children are victims all the time and it's not because oh they are um you know they're they're enmeshed with their parent 
Um, it's because they're innocent victims, and they are what's true about prey is usually quite true about children as well. Well, and also children will tend to take ownership yeah. of the problem. Like it's me. Mommy and daddy are mm-hmm. separating. Well, I did something wrong. Mommy's mad at me. I must have done something wrong. Daddy's stomping around the house. What did I do? Yeah, like, and and I think that's a great example of like anybody can be victim to this type of behavior. Some people are more prone to being, um, and, and when we talk about prey, we do we do tend to kind of characterize them in certain way, which we'll talk about. But I think when they when you have a situation where you have these innocent children who are just wanting to love and be loved, and they are, um, this sort of predatory behavior comes into play. The damage it does is so profound and so much different than a parent who overcorrects or who's a helicopter parent or who is too strict or not strict enough. We are not talking about normal everyday Uh failings of, of our humanity. We're talking about a specific set of behaviors. So for our new listeners, maybe let's just um, introduce ourselves. Maybe Amber, what makes you pray? Uh, oh, my story is that my mom is a predator and she is, would do behaviors that were very confusing to me as a child. So I never had words. I never had language. I didn't understand. I grew up in a very religious environment. So it was always the parent was the number one, right? And you were number two. You had to obey. So it was very confusing. I would listen to the episode. <laughs> you can listen to my episode. Mm-hmm. I tell my story in more depth. But essentially, growing up, I've realized that this person I love, my mother, is a predator, and I have to do certain things to protect myself when I'm around her. And I am still in relationship because most times we're not. When we leave these predatory relationships, we're not. But I have continued to be in relationship because I have a family. And I have a quite a small family, so it's quite important for me to remain. And I think there is a spectrum of predatory behavior. And there is times where my mother is actually learning. And she is, when she's at her best, she's quite good. And that's, I always think of it, it that's who she was made to be. But essentially, her damage, her trauma, everything outweighs that, and she becomes quite predatory. And so I just have to protect myself. And there's nothing wrong with me. And that is what the biggest thing that she will do when I piss her off by having a look on my face. Disappoint her. Yeah, disappoint her. But even just like I'll cut my hair a different way and she'll give me a look. That's her problem. And you've had to learn to detach from that experience. Her reaction is not my problem. And she can have her own issues. They're not my issues. So that's a little bit about me. How about you, PJ? Uh, So I'm PJ, and I come into this environment through being both a social worker and through um, lived experience with the predator. Um, For many, many, many years, um, experienced um, being in an intimate relationship with someone who very consistently and very covertly behaved in ways. And because the, the, the abuse was so covert, um, very few people saw it. In fact, I, even though I felt it, I had no words for it. And my frustration, um, in, in hindsight, and you'll hear I'm quite passionate around this, is there was literally nowhere for me to turn that explained what was happening to me. 
So whether that was going to counselors, which you'll see in our blog, uh, whether that was going to um, books, you know, these this language kept coming up. Uh, marriage is a dance. Um, there's all these, you know, you 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 know, you must be playing a role. If you change, your relationship mm-hmm. will change. So I believed it, and that really locked me in for a long time, a long, long time. So that's part of the passion I bring is I don't want anybody to lose a decade, two decades, three decades of their life. And I don't want a community not understanding that this is not that. This is something really different, and it will crush you and break you because it's not really a relationship. I liken it to a type of, um, like a type of slavery. And I use that word cautiously because it's not slavery. Um, but it's experientially a type of con- the, the depth and, and breadth of control is so, so overwhelming in yeah. this type of situation. And I think for me, it was, um, my intimate relationship with a predator was just characterized by fear mm-hmm. every day. Uh, I can't think of a day that we were together that I was not afraid. And and PJ, you really dove into um, the clinical side of things. You know, if you can, if you can just fix yourself clinically, mm-hmm. uh, then things will be okay. And for me, it was if, if I can just fix myself uh, through a deeper relationship with God, then then things will be fine. And I I prayed for my predator ad nauseum. It was almost um uh it was almost manic. It, it was daily, it was 24-7. Um I worked in the church for many, many years. Everything I did was around me growing my relationship with God because I thought if I was more godly then um, my predator would treat me differently, and and that was that was what you that was the message you got repeatedly, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Please it, listen to our stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would say the same. Yeah. I was more than happy to look at anything, and w- because I had a belief, this is what the person is telling me is failed and flawed about me, and hey, totally agreed. Those things are failures. They're flaws. They're their, you know, brokenness. Um, I can work at correcting them. I can work at healing that. I can be this for you. I can be that for you. I can do better. And, uh, and you know, throw down the gauntlet. I, I love a good challenge, especially in personal growth. So it really, you know, it takes a lot of years of, of working and growing and trying before you kind of come full circle and you realize that, oh, this is not about me growing because as soon as you meet the bar the bar goes in a different yeah, direction right. exactly. always the the rules are always shifting yeah exactly. and that's the thing for us to realize yeah. you know as prey when you're in relationship with a predator and i would just acknowledge that we please listen to our stories mm-hmm. because pj's is a great story two-parter and jill's mm-hmm. yeah. she starts everything off for us so yeah. Yeah. Please re-listen to our stories so in season one. Maybe we should just define terms. Like, what do we mean by by the word "pray"? Because sometimes that can be confusing. People are like, "What? Why are you? Why are you proud of being a prey?" Um, Amber, you're great at explaining stuff. What's a prey? Mm. Well, 
Uh, We have a lovely definition here. Uh, I'll read some of it. Uh, Kind, loving, responsible, low maintenance, low need. I think that's important. It's like, I will be what you need me to be in relationship. Uh, Easygoing, I would say. Relationship oriented. That's really important that we are focused on the people in our lives. We want to be connected. Uh, We often, as prey, we think of others before ourselves. We will struggle to say no, and that's a big one, and we are fearful or can be triggered by conflict, anger, or loss of relationship, and that's huge. So if, if the parent, in my case, says, I, I'm not going to talk to you until you say sorry, when you're a six-year-old, pray, that's terrifying because in your mind, they will never talk to you again. That's right. That's I would right. add that I think pray are also tend to be quite independent. Mm-hmm. Like when I look around the the table and certainly everybody that we've talked to, um, they tend to have an independent um, part of themselves. Like, you know, that kind of low need, like um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a giver, not a taker. Self-sufficiency. You know? Yeah. And, and kids, of course, are in their own bracket um, because kids, like you were saying, Amber, um, they tend to just do this anyways. They, they tend to be um, very naturally sort of um, looking to the parent to get their needs met. And then predators. Um, Yeah, well, predators, wow. They're individuals who are invested in using another person to meet their own needs with little to no regard for the well-being of the other. I mean, that... That is powerful. They they often mirror their praise, kind, loving, and generous behaviors in order to entice them into a into a relationship. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I, that I think, is. And and I and I would add to that a little bit in terms of the predator being able to. The, there's very specific tools and techniques that the predator uses to keep you in the relationship. And I think that's what we're trying to get here today. Because if you can identify some of those behaviors before you get in a relationship, while you're in a relationship, or to get out of a relationship, or even when you are out, to be able to look back and realize, oh, that's why. That's what happened. I was so confused or broken. And we do hear in common you know, culture, we hear words like borderline, narcissist, that type of thing. And and I, I would say that, yes, those are included in our kind of description of predators. The reason that we're trying to use this type of language is to really make it clear that you are not safe. Mm. And I think people, when they see a label like narcissist, they'll go down the checklist of 500 different mm-hmm. things and go, well, he's not grandiose um, or, or she's not... You know, you know, you know, she's she can be really generous sometimes. So we're simplifying the language and we're also making it less clinical, too, because we that's not our point here. Yeah, exactly. And and we want to look at there are tools and techniques that predators use that healthy, normal people, even not healthy, nor but normal people, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. even broken, you Mm know, you know, traumatized people don't use predatory behaviors. Gaslighting is pretty specific to predators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so what did we do in season one? We, we introduced ourselves. And we told our story. Mm-hmm. So again, please listen to our stories. We had a couple of guests. Yeah. Awesome guests. And we're going to have um, uh, at least one of those guests is going to return in season two. Our guests were Sophia, amazing story, and Daryl, our uh, 
Amazing or male, a male, male, pray, <laughs> male because, guest. Because a lot of people do assume that that uh, prey are female, right. predators are male. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not true. No. You know, for example, Amber, yours is a female. Um, Daryl's was a female. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was, you know, had the money and he had the the you know muscles and all that kind of stuff, he was prey because of his nature. Mm-hmm. So it's um, not gender specific. Absolutely. You can it's open open season for who's a predator and who's a prey. And we like Sophia so much that we're gonna have her back this season. Yeah, yeah. So, She'll continue the at story. At least once. It'll be amazing to go back and hear her story as well because wow, what what a what yeah, an incredible amazing. We also talked about what is gaslighting, um, what do healthy boundaries look like, what is love bombing. Predator Just, awareness kits. Yeah. Those were, so that's a term that we have, which is just something you can take away with you, something that you can take home with you that you can pack in your little, your mind, the recesses. You can go, okay, what can I take with me? Oh, I know what gaslighting is because we're giving you the terms. And it's like having a label for the red flag. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like you have a spice drawer with like blank red labels. This is like basil mm, <laughs> is different yes. than dill. It's, it's like gaslighting is different than love bombing. You know, it's a red, you, sometimes you can even feel it's a red flag or people around you can see it's a red flag, but they don't know what red flag it is. I don't have and, a name for it. And we are labeling specific things. Yeah. Yeah. So other than um, going deeper into some stories, we want to talk some about um, the importance of story. We want to talk about religious abuse. This is season two. This You're is talking season about? two. Yeah, yeah. yeah what a, what season a, two. I know. I just I can't even believe that we're here. Uh, Amber, tell us more about what's going on in season two. I think you described it perfectly. We're doing. We're looking into religious trauma or abuse and how there's predators in those environments, and how we can be victim to those things if you're a prey. We also are looking at more stories, more people's stories, hopefully more guests. Listener questions. Listener we have questions. so many questions from you guys. Um, it's it's really encouraging, and we so appreciate just the interaction with them. What else are we doing this season? Uh, we are going more into stories, things that have happened as a child of a predator uh, the way that there's a, a sense of powerlessness that can come over a child or even an adult person who's been raised by a predator and how to regain your sense of independence and power and autonomy and feeling like you have value. And just the fact that it is not my responsibility to meet your needs. Absolutely. Wow, what a concept. And we are blowing it up this season um we are including a blog from all you know the the three of us are each have our own voice and our own unique perspective and you're gonna see it in black and white and another thing i wanted to talk about was forgiveness versus repentance repentance what does reconciliation look like uh saying sorry is just not enough which a lot of predators well, will say. Well, sorry isn't even the first thing that no. you do. It's like the third thing that you do. Anyway, that's a great episode, too. We're also going to do a YouTube channel this year. So check that out. Uh, I'm going to take a deep dive into really specific predatory behaviors where you can see in pop culture. So we're going to look at some of the videos, movies, documentaries, 
And I'm going to really hone in on moments and show you when you see this, that's called this. You see how this person's doing that? It's this. You see the effect on that person? Now you know why that prey acted the way that prey did. We don't understand sometimes why people react the way they do to this type of uh, abuse. So I want to explore that a little bit so that we can really identify it. So we've got a lot going on. We've got so much. We've got so much that everyone should be looking forward to. And we really appreciate our listeners. And we we want to hear from you. So please. And thank you to all of you who have reached out. That's just been so It means the world because that's why we're here. We're here. You are not alone. Email, Instagram, Patreon, however way you can find us, please reach out because we want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories and maybe we'll hear them live on the air. Yeah, exactly. So with all that being said, thank you all for listening. Thank you so much. And enjoy season two. Enjoy. It's so good. So if our first season was Prey vs. Predator 101, season two is 201. So it might be a wise thing for you guys to go back and listen to the first season if you haven't already. It's it's really foundational, um, really good stories, uh, really profound insight. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, thanks again for tuning in. We launch a new episode every week, so subscribe to our podcast to make sure you get notified whenever a new episode drops. To learn more and engage with us further, check us out on social media at Prey vs. Predator. We post regular tidbits and clips from our podcast to help support and empower our growing Prey community. We also have a YouTube channel where PJ does some deeper dives into prey and predator dynamics that we find in pop culture, such as movies, TV shows, or current events. Everything we do is intended to support and empower you, our listeners. So if you appreciate what we do and want to support us, consider leaving a rating and review and share this podcast with friends and family so it can get out to those who need it. You might also consider supporting us financially on Patreon. We have a number of perks available to people who give, and every little bit helps us to continue to create this content. Mm -hmm.